0: All right, busy day today, a lot of guests, and that trend continues. Joining us on the Tri County Contracting Hotline, our guest, no, I can't, oh, there we go, Dr. Stephen Hartman Kaiser from the fantastic university that is Marquette University. Welcome, sir.
1: Yeah, great, great to be here. Thanks for having
0: me. All right, so I, I, I know that we sent you a little background, and this all came from a story that I was reading, and basically it said this grammar going extinct. Majority of young adults think proper spelling doesn't matter anymore. And I, I've been watching some of your videos, your TED Talks and the like, mm-hmm. and you got some really interesting thoughts about language and what's what's proper speech in general, some of the interesting other elements of how we talk to each other. So just kind of lay it out there for folks, your background a little bit, but really where we're going in this country with our language and our speech. Yeah,
1: yeah well, um, I'm going to let my... Students speak for me a little bit here, uh, just came from class, and I said, you know what? Um, got a chance to, to talk on the radio to people in Wisconsin, and what do you guys think is important? Like, what do people need to hear about language? Um, so uh, I've got, like, five points they threw my way. Let's hear them. Uh, is that, is that right? Yeah, so um, uh, here they are. Language change will always happen. Um, and actually, I, I just was catching, I think, the tail end of your conversation. You're talking about uh, changes in sort of workplace.
0: Yes, dress uh, code, dress I, code. So,
1: I mean, there, there's, there's some interesting corollaries. There's not a perfect analogy, but um, language change will always happen. Uh, number two, writing is different than speaking. Uh, number three, the most important thing is to get your point across. Intelligible, effective communication, um, which is not the same thing as proper grammar. Uh, number four, uh, sometimes language difference is labeled as language deficit. Um, and then uh, last two are sort of more specific. Double negatives are not illogical, and the Wisconsin dialect rocks. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, hope, I love you know, that last <laughs> one about that. All right. So So anyway, there you go. That's what they said to say. I wanted to be sure to get that front and center (laughs) because I think it sets the stage for a lot of great conversation. All
0: right. So are are you are you saying or are they saying that how? Let's just use the social media example. How you write things in a in a social media post or even on a text doesn't matter when you're talking about language.
1: Yeah. So right, they're really attuned to the the differences between. like writing and speaking, and even the differences within writing, right? So um, writing an essay is different from writing an email is different from writing a text. And you know, a text is starting to approach actual speaking conversation like what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're really attuned to those differences and recognizing that, yeah, the kind of conventions that you're gonna use in texting are different from what you're gonna use in an email, are different than what you're gonna use in an essay. So uh, yeah, there's no like real bright line, but they're definitely attuned to these small differences.
0: We were talking about generational differences, you alluded to it with our yeah. dress code thing. So generationally, if, if a group of younger people, and you can define it however you want, mm. doesn't write well, that doesn't, I, I, it sounds like you're saying it doesn't necessarily mean they can't communicate well, is that correct?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you sort of want to start peeling back the layers of, of what's involved in writing, right? I mean, uh, so, you know, first of all, like, spelling is a particular part of writing, it's the visual representation of, of sounds. And, you know, spelling, there's differences even between, like, what, British and American English? I don't know. We spell tire. Differently, Cedar. y r e and t i r e, like so. Um, that's kind of one level of, uh, of of writing, but I think most people, when they think about like good writing, they want something to be um, clear, effective, um, that that explains uh, a particular point of view, and there's a lot of ways that can be done effectively. Uh, so that's I guess that's where I would start with um, thinking about uh, effective writing, good writing, um, and I think students today are are definitely, as I said, attuned to I'm going to write a different way when I'm texting than when I'm writing for a business proposal or, or, or a letter to the editor. that makes
0: sense? I uh, get the subtle differences, but it still just has been hammered into me. And I'm a good Marquette student as well, so but this is part Ooh, of the problem.
1: Yay. exactly.
0: That if you have misspellings and you aren't using grammar mm. properly, you lose credibility and accuracy or the perception of credibility and accuracy if you're not getting those elements mm. correct.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that what you said there is really a great way to say it, right? that um, You might be communicating the same thing um, and the communication might even be clear, um, but there might be a, a perception associated with at least certain, you know, uh, and, and certain ways, uh, uh, certain forms. And I, I, I'll use a double negative here, I guess, as one example that's kind of easy to... Um, to to note, because nobody misunderstands a double negative. Um, You know, if I say, I don't have no donuts, (laughs) which sadly happens to be true, (laughs) Um, I got some great ones at Barsell's Fruit Farm this past weekend, they're
0: not Oh, shameless plug there.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, um, So I don't have no donuts, nobody's, uh, I mean, if you're a grammar Nazi, I guess you might say, like, well, you just actually said that you have donuts, but that's being right difficult. Everybody understands you actually mean that it's negative and nobody would dispute if you add a third negative, like it's not math, right? If you say, I don't never have no donuts, now it's <laughs> negated three times, that doesn't suddenly make it negative again, right? So grammar uh, grammar's not math, English is not math. Um, There's nothing illogical about that, Um, but you're right in there could be a perception, right, that a double negative is associated with um, maybe a a rural or urban identity with one that um, uh, is less educated. It, it, It really doesn't reveal anything about the person's intelligence or their point, but it could be associated with that. So it's the same way, like I think you, again, kind of referencing back the discussion of, uh, of, of how we dress. Um, you know, how you dress may not affect how you work, but it might affect other people's perceptions. So to the extent that that matters to you, you would want to pay attention to it.
0: That's an interesting uh, point. I mean, if you're talking about, we're talking to I mean, professor, Dr. Stephen Hartman-Kaiser, lingu- linguist is your, is your trade and, and what you teach. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so I guess a, like a general question, are you worried about our language from the sense of grammar, which is, you know, uh-huh. sort of putting things in the right order, using the right rules of our language? Are you worried at all about any of that? Or is it just basically uh-huh. you figure out your niche, how you communicate best with people and everybody's going to figure it out on their own? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, not worried at all. Um, language is just way too fascinating and cool to be like worried about some of these uh, actual details of, of, uh, um, of the language. And, and, and usually the concern, again, is uh, uh, on writing, which is, uh, you know, I, I think my students were, were, were right to point out that writing is a really different thing than speaking. Um, and so, yeah, I, short answer is not concerned. I, I just want to encourage everybody to be a lot more curious about language. Like, when you hear something or read something that's different, um, it's always great to ask, like, huh, where does that come from? Like, why would that exist? And usually it reveals something about the way humans think, the patterns we find in language. Like, this came up in class. Um, We were talking about the past tense of drag. Uh, Do you guys have any, like, intuitions? Like, if you – how would you say, like, um, you know, I – I drag it across the room today. Yesterday, mm. I... Dragged it behind me. <laughs> dragged it. Yeah, dragged it Dra- behind yeah, me.
0: ED, right? No?
1: Um, that's certainly one of the possibilities, but there's plenty of people um, who say, I drug it across the room.
0: That doesn't sound right to me.
1: Yeah, and it may... Right. It may not be in your dialect. That and it may not be a structure that you have, but then the thing that, that you want to do is to say, like, huh... Well, drug doesn't sound right to me, but where does it come from? Like, where could that? Where would someone make a past tense, changing uh, a vowel like a ah in drag to uh in drug? And you don't have to look too far. Like a, a, a verb like ran, right? I ran um, and i run. Like mm-hmm. those run is present, ran is past tense. So English does this kind of thing. It changes. Um, Or a better example for drag and and drug is dig, right? I dig today, I dug yesterday. So people find patterns, and they don't always find the same patterns, but it doesn't mean that they're crazy or illogical. They're just finding a different pattern. All right, we got to pick up we got to
0: pick up this conversation again, because I'm fascinated. Yeah, yeah. I want to sit in with one of your classes and bring some of that sound back. Can we do that?
1: Definitely do. Yeah, you, yeah. Should, you should stop by the, the campus here. and.
0: I'll in. talk to the president, Mike Lovell. I'll see him next next couple of weeks, and we'll uh, we'll work that out. When
1: you said Wisconsin dialect rocks,
0: it killed me not to go, you betcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, sure, you
0: betcha. And you're not from Wisconsin, right? No,
1: nah, no, no. I mean, my kids are, which is cool. Yeah. The they grew up here, but I'm from Iowa mostly. But have moved around a fair bit, but I love
0: Wisconsin. I love it. And we've loved talking to you, man. M.U. professor, Dr. Stephen Hartman-Kaiser. Check out his TED Talks. I I, I saw some of them uh, this morning. Fascinating stuff, some big-picture stuff um, that you've you've talked about in those TED Talks. Mm-hmm. So thanks for taking the time.
1: For sure, yep.
0: All right, well, we'll pick up the conversation in a later date, and I want to sit in his class and bring some of that wisdom back.
1: Absolutely. You are welcome.
0: I appreciate that. All right, yes. thanks very much. Thanks for joining us. We'll take a break here. Sure.